Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast with host Althea Richardson. Wove Inspiration features women and the men who love them, who use their voice to address issues such as mental health, wellness, abuse, and many other obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factor for guests of Wove Inspiration are the solutions and victorious ending. I'm so excited to have on my show today, Miss Myra Armstead. She is an author, motivational speaker, and founder of Sister Circle 7. Myra, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. So as I always ask of every guest that I have on my show, because I believe that everyone has a story and a beginning before they became who they are today. So who were you before Myra Armstrong, the founder of Sister Circle 7 and author? Well, I would say that um, I was just your normal, just average, everyday person. I would say prior to all of this taking off, well, the first chapter of my book states humble beginnings. And and that's just truly, um, that's a true description of who I am and and where I come from. I was always kind of like a shy person. Didn't really like being in the limelight a whole lot. Just always wanted to kind of just be in the background, you know, and... That's what's so surprising about this whole journey that I'm on is because this is not something I would have ever, you know, pictured or either wanted for myself. You were actually someone that went into criminal law. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That was uh, my educational background. Okay. Um, I did not. I was not your traditional college student because I started a family early, I would say. I had my first daughter at the age of 20 and, uh, and my other daughter at the age of 24. Okay. So with that taking place so early in life, I didn't have the uh, opportunity to do college as early as I, as it's normally spelled out. You know, we would send our kids off to school right after high school and all of that. I didn't do that. Right after high school, I went into uh, full, to the workforce. Okay. I had just uh, lost my dad. I lost him at the age of 16 to gunshot wound violent situation and after that it kind of took me through uh, a period of depression and isolation after Mm -hmm. he got killed so fast forward to about four years after that that's when I ended up getting pregnant with my first daughter and then four years after my um my youngest daughter I married in between those two pregnancies uh to the father of my children okay and after that I just set up on life you know as a as a wife and a mother so I didn't, I didn't do the traditional schooling. It wasn't until after my children, after my girls got up to some age, teenage, young adult years, I should say, more like teenage years, I decided to go back to school and pursue education because I knew I wanted to instill that in them. And in order for me to be effective in that, I had, I had to be an example for them. So I decided to go back to school and uh, pursue my, uh, my education, which I ended up taking up criminal justice and that's how and why I decided to pursue criminal justice was because of the situation with my father. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That gave me a lot of uh, passion and spark and drive because the guy that 
killed my dad. He uh, he never went to prison or or was held accountable for that. So I took all of that and just put it into, you know, into ambition and drive and determination for education. Okay. And so in the education part of it, as far as going into criminal law, what have you been able to do since you have received that, that degree and everything in that background? Well, I initially started out and got my bachelor's in criminal justice. Then I went and got my master's in criminal justice as well, and also a master's in business administration. Okay. After that, I, I completed law school. And so I uh, finished my Jewish doctor's degree, which which gives me the qualifications to sit for the bar to practice law. I have not at this time pursued that that part of it yet to uh, to actually practice, but that is my desire. Uh, to practice law. And initially I did uh, set out to practice law in the criminal field, but being in law school, I learned so much about the different areas of law and just so many, it's just such a broad range to now. I'm not so sold on that. I'll probably go into something else, but the passion behind law is, you know, the situation with my father. Okay. And how did you start the foundation of Sister Circle 7? What was the inspiration on that? Sister Circle 7 was something that came about after I had uh, released my book. I would say a year or so after I released my book. And uh, it was really like after I released the book, so many doors just opening. There were so, so many opportunities for uh, exposure. I was not really even expecting as much opportunity. The amount of support and opportunities that I received, I just, I didn't expect that. As I continued on this mission, I continued to pray and pray, you know, just asking God, you know, which direction he want me to go with this. And I could see myself more and more gravitating toward, toward women and trying to bring women together and start, I, I took out this initiative to try to combat a lot of insecurities, jealousy, you know, cause I just feel like as women, sometimes we give each other such a hard time. I'm trying to bridge that gap. Oh my gosh, that is so needed. Why do you think there is so, so much like, it seems like it's, I don't know, competition. Exactly. Uh, within our own, culture or with our own rate i don't understand that um we as women should be working together to encourage and inspire each other in in our um, different areas but for whatever reason we just have a tendency to just want to outdo each other so why do you think that is i think it's uh, i think a lot of it has to do with our self insecurities Mm -hmm. um one, um, self-insecurities, low self-esteem, and lack of confidence in yourself, not believing in yourself. And I just feel like it's something that's missing that connects the link. And uh, I feel like those issues need to be addressed. They need to be dealt with. Women need to learn how to value themselves and uh, and love themselves, self-love, you know, and yeah. not be one to compare yourself to another because you compare yourself to another, then you feel like you're deficient in some area and you're not. You're just the way that God intended you to be. Right. That I think that's that's one of the big, you know, one of the larger problems that we have. And of course, you know, each individual comes with their own set of problems from childhood up to what whatever period they're at now in life. And that's what I'm I'm setting out and embarking to do with Sister Circle. And I also released my new one-on-one sessions that I'm going to start doing too, because I've been receiving a lot of uh, inquiries about people wanting to talk, wanting just need some type of guidance. Just they just there's just a, a lot of lost, wounded, you know, women out there that just they want help, but 
So I'm embarrassed to ask for it. With Sister Circle 7, what is involved in that organization? Right now, I'm doing a lot of inspirational, like daily inspirational quotes. Uh, we have a page on Facebook. Uh, anyone that, that's interested or may know someone who could benefit from this program or from what I'm from this platform, you can uh, follow Sister Circle 7 on Facebook. And I do a lot of inspirational postings. I also try to do video clippings mainly on myself, you know, uh, sharing my testimony and just sharing whatever nugget that God has placed in my spirit at that particular time to share. I think I'm going to also start doing live, live chats, maybe once a month on just various topics and subjects, because some, just a few of the topics that I've already uh, hit on just this year, I feel like would be good sound topics to kind of, you know, get deeper into uh, with the live chats. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> With you being a motivational speaker as well, when you're sharing your story, what's the response? What kind of response do you get afterwards? I have a lot of response. I'm, not, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the responses that I get afterwards, some of them can, can bring, have brought me to the brink of being a bit emotional. Once I separate myself from the situation and maybe traveling back home, you know, just thinking of some of the things that that people have shared with me after uh, a lot of the various events that I've spoken at, sharing about molestation situations, rape situations, abuse situations. It's just so many different situations. And I think I get so full after the fact because, you know, God set me out on this journey a long time ago and I was scared. I was so scared. I was just so fearful of what someone would say, what they would think, you know, because we know our flaws, but the world doesn't know our flaws. You know, I'm like, I'm not even worthy to be trying to do this because I'm not perfect myself. But God had already, you know, preordained for me to take this journey. And he had taken me through a lot of things that I experienced in my life for this particular journey. I didn't understand why I was experiencing a lot of the hardships I experienced up until now. Yeah. I, and, and it's um, interesting that we find ourselves doing the very thing that we never thought we would do is actually sharing our story. That can be really, that can be the hardest thing in the whole world yeah. because you're exposing yourself to people that know you and, you know, people that don't know you, but mostly the people that know you, they, they have it stuck in their head, the past and things that you've done and maybe decisions that were made or whatever. And so sometimes those people have a hard time seeing change in, in you now, or that person that truly overcome their obstacles, but it, that's not our responsibility to, to try to convince them that, yeah, you're, you're totally different now. And, and how you were able to overcome those obstacles, that's God's responsibility. So keep sharing your voice, keep doing what you're doing and far as helping women, because that's actually your mission and nothing else matters at this point. You're absolutely right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Now, just to pick it back on what you said, that is so true because, you know, before I released the book, I was, I would say that I was, where I was not being my authentic self. Mm -hmm. I just being who the public needed me to be when I set foot, you know, out in the public. And that's why when a lot of people read my book, I got a lot of responses of people saying, how they just cried the entire time they read the book because they had no idea that I had experienced so much, you know, pain that I had been through so much because I never showed that when I stepped out. 
Yeah. One thing that book did for me, that book liberated me. It freed me. It allowed me to be who I am. And a lot of people that's familiar with me and my platform, they notice that I use mental freedom as a hash as a hashtag all the time. And that's because once I released that book, I did feel mentally free. Because I just always felt like I needed to be a certain way, act a certain way, look a certain way, you know, every time I stepped out and and that was not me being my authentic self. And that's one reason it took so long to get the book out because I wrestled with being transparent. Very, very hard. Trust me when I say I know what how you felt when you were writing your story. Um, for me, when I was writing mine and I'm I'm working on, you know, getting mine out there as well as my story <laughs> out there. When I was writing it, it was having to remember those things having to pinpoint times and things that I might have pushed back in the back of my mind and, and did not want to remember. Mm-hmm. But because it was it was commissioned for me to write the story, not right. because it for me for glory or whatever, but it, exactly it God the glory for what he has pushed me through exactly. and to help other people that will read that story. It, it's 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 unnerving, <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know that at the end of the day, somebody is going to read that story and they are going to be able to say, "Yeah, if she can get through that, I know I can get through what exactly. I'm going through right now." Now, I noticed that the the title of your book is Divine Purpose. So, why did you choose that title? And just to be honest with you, I had written the book. The book was complete and I still had not had a title for that book. And this question was asked to me on uh, another interview some time ago. And when she asked me, I was like, you know what? I don't remember how I got the title. And then I start <laughs> back and I think back and I say, you know what? I had completed the book and I still had not had the title of the book. So as I start to reflect back through the book, you know how you kind of skim back through the book, reviewing what you done jotted down and wrote. And I and the spirit said this was all my divine purpose. Mm, that's good. You know, as I was reflecting back, you know, I'm like, I done, I've been through all of this. And I'm about to tell the world I done been through all of this. And he said, this is my divine purpose. And I'm like, oh, my God, divine purpose, divine purpose. So I went and re- I wrote it down. You know how they said you have to get it out your head and on paper, because if you don't, you'll lose it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's how I come up with divine purpose. He wanted me to know that everything that I allowed you to experience and go through was according to my divine purpose for your life. So let me ask you a, uh, just a, a general question. How do you define trust and faith? Trust, I would say, and that's something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. So I find it interesting that you asked me that. I struggle with trust. Very just one who read my book will understand why, because I uh, tell the story in the book why I have issues with trust. And it, it to be honest, I, I still wrestle with trust because I've been hurt so bad in the past by people that I love and and you know when you're hurt by the ones that you love and the ones that you trust at that point it breaks it and then it's hard for anyone else to regain it even people that's deserving of it it's hard for them to gain it but tr- I feel like trust uh, comes, it comes into play with uh, a sense of maturity and, and having that sense of forgiveness you know it's like an unconditional thing that has to coincide with trust because 
it's no guarantee that you'll never get hurt and it's no guarantee that it'll never happen again if you know once you do so you can't live in bondage to uh being in fear of you know not trusting people because some people are worthy to be trusted uh but i think all of that coincides to you know with our relationship with god as we continue to grow and build ourselves spiritually then he equip us to be able to uh, sustain certain situations and certain things and to be able to move forward because we are to, you know, to love unconditionally and and not hold things, not say we forget, but we're not supposed to hold, you know, things against people. Right. And as far as uh, the other one was faith, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Faith is, it's a, it's an inner uh, existence of something that we just truly believe, even though we don't see it. Yeah. And that's how God works, you know. We uh, have faith in Him and His abilities. And we just, you know, as we grow in the Word and grow, you know, in Him, then we we increase our faith. In the beginning, it may not, you know, be so easy because you're still being nurtured in the Word and you may not understand it to, to the magnitude of someone that's matured in the Word and that, that truly understands. But faith is Faith is something that it it, it, it definitely comes with the, with your uh, spirituality in order to be able to sustain as far as faith, because the world will show you so many things that will give you reason not to have faith. But you have to hold to your uh, spirituality and your relationship with God to truly experience, you know, faith. Once yeah. you got it, you know, then you implement it and then you exercise it. Amen. You, I'm, I'm, in, in all honesty, uh, Myra, you have been very transparent in even saying that you're still working on, on trust, and and that's anybody, anybody that has gone through a whole lot of stuff in their lifetime right. in the past. Even when you do have God in your life, you have Jesus as your as your personal savior, Mm -hmm. there's still a process that you you're going to go through throughout your lifetime. And, and it's going to take a minute before you can trust because you're, you're having to undo a lot of things that, uh, that, that happened to you and not only in physically, but in, in remembering those things, you have to try to get rid of that mindset that old mindset and allow god to uh renew your mind and your heart at the same time in the healing process so i commend you for for being transparent in saying that you're still working on that i believe everybody is still working on trust i still work on on Mm. trust even when it comes to to god you know and 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 god doing things certain things for for us and everything just holding on to god's word and just believing what he said that will should be sufficient enough that's <laughs> say, right if he right. said it it's it's it is so it is that's so right. yeah i just i think that faith and and trust is something that we we work on on a daily basis as long as we keep our eyes on him he will help us get through that and he knows that we'll be weak in times of our trust and our faith in him but you know he already knows the end anyway so he's gonna be right in the middle mm-hmm. you're absolutely right so Myra, what's what's next for you as you continue to heal grow and become uh what's next for me i'm looking forward to um 
to going abroad. I'm looking forward to taking, you know, taking this outside of the walls of Alabama. I'm in the state of Alabama right now, and I've been privileged, you know, to go to North Carolina. I've done some work uh, and teamed up with some outreach people in Florida. I've been to Georgia. So I just want to continue to just grow and uh, expose my story throughout because I believe that's I believe in my heart. You know, that's what God is God is taking me. He don't want me to to box myself in. He don't want me to limit myself nor his word because my whole journey is to draw attention to him and to direct people to him because we have a lot of people out there that's lost and uh, we have some saved people that's just uh, hadn't gotten to that point of spiritual maturity as to know, you know, what their next step or move is. So I feel like he's using me as an as an agent of the kingdom to, to just do my small part and he's going to do the rest. And I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to walk in that. And uh, I just I'm so thankful, you know, for the boldness that he's given me to take on his journey, because like I said, I used to be just a shy person who could be in a room with hundreds of people and sit in the back of the room and be fine. Mm-hmm. I never been one that had to be in, in the front, never been the one that had to be seen. I could put on a whole program and let everybody else run it and sit in the back. So to pull me out of that, that's pulling me out of my comfort zone. And he's yeah. giving me the strength to do that, to, you know, to withstand, to to speak and and go out, you know, in boldness, you know, not being shy, not being bashful, not holding my head down. Because at the end of the day, when I think about how good he's been to me and I, I can't afford to be ashamed, I can't afford to be scared, you know, because he's done so much for me. If he does nothing else, he's already done enough. Amen. Hey, girl, you preaching now. OK, let's go. <laughs> All right now. So before we we're coming down to the end in the wire, the end of the of the show, but I gotta make sure that you share your information. So how can people get in contact with you? How can they purchase your book or find you on social media? Okay. My book is available on Amazon. I have the Kindle version available on Amazon as well as the, you know, the paper copy. So you can go to Amazon to get that. If you just want to learn more about me or you're curious as to, you know, to know who I am, I do have a website and it's www.myradunique and it's D-E-U-N-I-Q-U-E, myradunique.com. I'm also on Facebook under my actual name, Myra Armstead. I also have a Divine Purpose Facebook page, Sister Circle 7 Facebook page. And I am also on Instagram under Myra the Unique, at Myra the Unique on Instagram. And Sister Circle 7 is also on Instagram as well. I do have an email address for those of you who may want to inquire about other things. Um, My email address is Myra the Unique at gmail.com. Myra, is there any inspirational words that you would like to leave to with this listening audience? I just want to, first of all, I want to thank you, Ms. Richardson, for this opportunity, for this platform, for considering me to even be a guest on your show. I take none of these interviews lightly. Uh, I'm humbled each and every time I'm asked to be a part of anyone's platform. So I do not take that for granted. And I, I pray and hope that God continue to bless your endeavors. And secondly, I want to tell the audience that 
I want to thank you all for tuning in, for listening. And I pray and hope that I've said something to inspire you, to uh, push you or encourage you to continue on. And I want you to know that God has placed purpose in all of us. We are all here for a particular reason, particular purpose. And it's all for God's divine purpose, not for ourselves. So uh, whatever it is that God has placed into your, your heart, your spirit, that you know that you're supposed to be doing, you want to do, you may be scared or you may you may not have the support you want. You step out on faith and you go for it. You know, don't let anyone water down your, your dreams or your passion, your purpose, because at the end of the day, God has given you that vision and you're going to be here responsible for manifesting that vision that he's given you. All right. Now, y'all heard it. Y'all better get out there and do what God tell you to do and stop playing for real. <laughs> but don't get on out there and do what he has you to do. Yeah, Carla, it has been a blessing and honor to have you on Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your awesome information. And I, I have a feeling that we're going to be talking more after this for real. So Definitely. yes, absolutely. You guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Thank you once again for tuning into Wove Inspiration Podcast. If you or someone you know is interested in using their voice to share their story on Wove Inspiration, contact us at www.woveinspiration.com. You can also listen to past podcast shows on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts.